You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank call. Prank call. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We do have a new caller today. So, new caller, what is going on? Hey, Ryan, this is DG from Texas. Man, that game, the Packers stank. (laughs) It just seemed like nothing went right. And it's really frustrating because at the end of the day, we're the better team. We beat a couple good teams, and suddenly... We show up in MetLife and lay a total egg. It's really frustrating. I mean, nobody looked like they wanted to be there. Guys just given, like, effort that, you know, may have been, well, just delete this, buddy. It's terrible, man. I don't know what to say. This team, it's like they want it one week and they don't want it the next. It's, it's just garbage. And, I mean, you give up 21 points to a third-string quarterback who's a rookie, and that that just can't happen. I mean, you, you waited for love. Just just think about that for a second, and you're right about love. Like it, it, so it took four years for love to mature into a guy that can actually go out and compete as a starting quarterback. We have Sean. Can you imagine Sean Clifford just going out and just winning games and tearing stuff up? It's like that's inconceivable. Like he, If he can ever get to that point – it's going to take some work. This is an undrafted free agent. A rookie undrafted free agent. I just don't understand. To play, you've got some injuries, but, I mean, you beat the Lions, you beat the Chiefs, and then you go into New York, and the Giants look like world beaters. Right. You know, DeVito looks like he's better than love, and his stats are terrible. Yep. You know, except for all those rushing yards. I just don't know how you can keep Barry at, with a straight face at this point. It's ridiculous. Go pack, go, man. Go pack, go. Yeah, I mean it was awful across the board, and the the offense, the offense, to me was like the ugliest from start to finish, just with the mistakes. But when you look at the outcome of the game, again, my thought was like twenty to ten. The offense outperformed what I expected them to get anyways in terms of just like what do the Giants typically give up that was they they got what the Giants typically give up the defense though what are you doing I I, just way off way off of expectations but anyways man I appreciate the call snacks what's going on man Gotta be a TD, doesn't it? Heat butter? That's gotta be. It's gotta be across the line. Come on! <laughs> I have no idea what you said, but Google is pretty sure you said, uh, "Doesn't he fart?" So it's it's whatever's going on. It sounds crazy. Defense. 
one more stop. Yeah. One more stop, yep. defense. And one more stop. And we got it. Yep. Man. Oh, boy. The grind out, man. I think that first, that, that first one was a touchdown, but it, 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 was, it was that bang, bang on the third. But whatever. We got it. We up by one. Defense, one more stop. And we win this ugly football game. Hey, sometimes you got to win ugly, but the objective is to win. Go Pack, go. Pains me to even hear that call, and I see he called back in about 10 minutes. Uh, it's actually eight minutes, so, again, that didn't take him very long to get down the field. All right, here we go. Four minutes later, here's Omar. What's going on? It's Omar the Firefighter. I ain't going to ask how y'all doing, all right? No. Well, I'm assuming because it's 38 seconds left in the infield range. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I doubt we win this game. If we do, we don't deserve to win this game. This game was just an ugly game on both sides. The Giants play ugly. We play ugly. It was terrible. But I'm like, I'm looking for my boy, Rashawn Gary. Like, we got no sacks, and I don't know if that's – I'm going to have to blame it on defense coordinator because, I mean, I get Rashawn Gary getting double team and triple team, and yeah, he still should rise to the occasion, but, like, nobody else did anything. And and maybe I'm wrong about this. Obviously, I'm not studying these things live during the game. But I would think if you've got a young quarterback, you want to throw everything at him. I'm not going to play conservative. I understand maybe against a guy like Pat Mahomes, you uh, you just play fundamentals and you just hope that somebody can make a play before Pat Mahomes does or something. But against DeVito, I'm throwing the freaking kitchen sink at this guy. I'll run. I'll rush eight. I don't give a crap. I just, it feels like it's just rush four, drop in coverage, rush four, drop. It's like the exact same game plan for Tommy DeVito as it is for Pat Mahomes, as it is for Justin Herbert, as it is for Jared Goff. It's the same freaking plan every single week, and it's just stupid. This guy, I mean, anybody at this level can play quarterback if they have time in the pocket and open receivers, right? Anybody can do that. But NFL court, like really good NFL quarterbacks struggle with things like complexity and timing and like disruption and all that kind of stuff. I don't know, man. Again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they threw the kitchen sink at him and I just didn't see it, but it's just, it feels like the game plan was, well, their offensive line is terrible. We should be able to just win our one-on-ones and be done with it. And then we did win our one-on-ones, but you know because we only rushed a couple people, and because we're dropping everybody in coverage now, there's this big open space, and da da da. It's just I don't freaking know. I don't know, man. Whatever the plan was, it didn't work. You know, we we all playing off of them. Yep. When when they trying to hurry up and get down the field, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's like why he you know he right and just just crowd the line. Like if if he's gonna take a shot. Go ahead, try to take a shot. It's not like we're it's not like we're not dropping anybody in coverage. We still have people in coverage. But you put somebody in DeVito's face and you give him no time to sit and even execute. There's no time for the receiver to even get down the field by the time somebody's in his face. Just throw stuff at him, dude. But no, we're just going to drop into these basic zones and just hope that we get some kind of pressure. And we'll leave a guy wide open eight yards down the field, and it takes him two seconds to get there. So either you get a sack 
in 1.8 seconds or the guy's wide open eight yards down the field. Like, what kind of a freaking plan is that? Seemed like he got a super arm, like a four-string QB. Like, we, was, this was just a terrible game all, all, overall. Like, love was off. A lot of passes this game, making a lot of receivers work for it. Yep. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it was... It was terrible. Rushing the ball. It's just, this, I mean, I, I can't say I like anything about this whole right. game. Um, yeah, I mean, there might be a handful of players that deserve some credit, but overall, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to pat anybody on the back. I mean, I, I don't think Matt LaFleur was the problem. Again, you got wide open guys on third down and you're missing them. That's bull crap, and that's not on the, on the coach. But at the very least, again, you can look at the Jaden Reed thing and it's, Every single one of us at some point was like, all right, it worked, right? Now they're wise to it. Like, that's something you run maybe one, two, maybe three times a game. I'm surprised how many times that works, honestly. But that died three times ago. Stop it. Enough. Like, they get it now. Or or run some kind of a variant off of that or something. Um, like a double reverse or something. You know, just, just if, if they're going to bite real hard, cool. Get them to bite real hard and then run something else. Or else maybe they're just not biting and that's why you keep running it. I don't know. But it's just, there, there's just, there's nothing. I can't fully give Matt LaFleur a lot of credit, even if the play calling is great. Like, where's your freaking team, Matt? Like, what is going on here? I'm not giving Joe Barry credit. I'm not giving Jordan Love, the offensive line. Like, nothing. Aside from just a couple players that every time I said their name, I seemed happy with them just from top to bottom. You know, even even the receivers who I said yesterday or whatever day today, I guess. Um, overall, I thought they were OK. It's really just like they didn't sink to the level that some of the other guys did. But it's still like we needed those big plays and you just weren't there for them. You know, like just just catch the ball. Don't double catch it. Get your foot down. Like, I know that's a really tough catch. I get that. I do, but, you know, when we really, really needed something, there just wasn't somebody there to really step up and make the big plays. It was just a matter of, like, you you, you aren't complete garbage like everything else, but I just, I need something special here. Somebody's got to step up and show me that team that is dominant. Show me that team that I'm sitting here thinking, man, who's to say we can't go on a run for a Super Bowl? Now I've lowered the bar so much, it's like, well, that was hard. Well, it's hard to do. Yeah, I don't know, man. Other than like Jaden Reed, I like his. He's like the only player I feel like yeah. they play hard through and through. Um, yeah, and even Jaden, it's like I I really like what he's becoming, and I like the fact. I mean, just if, if nothing else, the game plan clearly was get the ball in his hands as much as possible. Like he's that dude. Granted, Christian Watson's not there. Aaron Jones isn't there. There's a lot of guys that are quote unquote that dude. That you know, Musgrave. You're running out of options. But there's no doubt that this game plan was we need Jaden Reed to touch the ball as much as is humanly possible. It's not Dobbs. It's not Wicks. It's not Dylan. It's not Kraft. It's Reed. So I love that. I do. But even Reed, who I want to just heap praises on, it's like, what are you doing in the end zone there, bro? You run the route perfectly. The ball is thrown perfectly. It's It goes exactly where it should have gone. Why don't your eyes go there? Instead, you're looking around like, oh, we're... we're who who'd he throw it to? Who'd he throw it to? Ah. Oh. Anyways. We're stepping up, but like everybody else may kind of let me down this game. So it is what it is. I guess on a positive note, I try to end up with um I placed the bet 
I placed two bets. One I lost, uh, like $4,000 off $10. So then I said, well, let me get, I had a bet to get my money back. So I bet that Jaden Reed would score a touchdown. I got like $26 off of that. So I got my money back for $20 out of the bet. And I had to bet $10 for that. So that's positive. But other than that, uh, just a, just a terrible game, man. Like, I don't see how we can stop, like, the Cowboys or uh, teams with, like, nasty pass rush because, I mean, the Giants are just killing us, making us look bad. So, you know, it is what it is. We overachieved this season. I know it ain't over yet, but we got to tighten up, man. All right, go back up. Yeah, and it's, you know, there's this could very easily just be a down game. They come out and just light up Tampa and the Carolina Panthers, and we smoke the Vikings and the Bears, and we get into the playoffs and we're fine. But it's, I, I think it's just kind of a realization that, like, this is still in there. It's not like a switch flipped and now it's a really good team because that was kind of a narrative where it's like they're they're growing and they're figuring it out, and it's like no, it's more like they had a higher ceiling than I think a lot of people realized. And it looks really pretty when it's there, but they're still not there yet. And that's assuming they ever really fully get there to where this is just who they are consistently. And again, listen, it's tough without Christian Watson. It just is. It's a different offense, you know, with without the ability to run the ball. Like, that's tough when you can't run the ball. And that's partially on A.J. Dillon just not being that dude. And a lot of it has to do with the offensive line. Like, I was watching that game just thinking, you know what? I think I'm all in on the offensive line, man. Just just hammer it because I just want to dominate up front. I mean, it's just a different game if you can just dominate up front. I'm not even talking about the pass blocking so much as just blowing open holes and then having a running back that can see it and just burst through it as opposed to A.J. Dillon who's looking for contact and when he doesn't get it, it's like he's confused. It's like, go! I'm, I'm seriously watching A.J. Dillon like, run! What are you doing? Like He's confused when he doesn't get hit in the backfield. You know, you start making plays on the ground and then you got a guy that can stretch the field that really opens things up. And I'm not just sitting here trying to make excuses. Like, the throws sucked, and a lot of things suck. And that's inexcusable. And that, that scares me more than anything else, is, is, you know, how often are we going to see this version of Jordan Love? Because this is, this is going to ruin everything. Like, we will never win a Super Bowl if he can't go on, like, a three-game stretch without this crap. Or if it's very rare, like, three is the maximum, and we got to hope that he hits it right when the playoffs start. Like, we can't do that, dude. And I don't, you know, I, and now I'm looking at it like, are we going to give this guy a $50 million a year contract at the end of this year? I'm going to have a heart attack. What if it is a fluke? I mean, look at look at uh, Mac Jones, right? Mac Jones in his rookie year, he actually looked pretty good. He was by far the best quarterback the, the rookie year of that draft class. It wasn't even close. And then he just fell off a cliff and he's been worse every single year. Like, how strongly do we want to commit to Jordan Love? I know he's got unbelievable potential and upside and everything else. But how often are we going to see that version of Jordan Love as opposed to this version of just what the heck are you doing, Jordan Love? And this isn't like Brett Favre where it's like somewhat volatile. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about like once in a while he launches a ball into the air and it was ill-advised. I'm talking about every single throw for three quarters is just like this guy sucks at football. That's not what Brett Favre did or Aaron Rodgers on a bad day. Like that's a different thing. So there needs to be some level of clarity before I'm going to have more confidence. Like if this is if this is a once a year, twice a year thing, which it's already been like seven weeks of this, but you know we just assume that the he he got all the kinks out and now it's like something else. Um, 
but now we just saw it again. So, you know, again, and this is what I said before, where it's like, it sows the seeds of doubt. Is this just a bad day? Or is this going to be like a common occurrence for Jordan Love? I don't know. I don't know the answer. And I don't want to go too far into despair because, you know, it could just be a bad day and they're going to bounce back and everything's going to be fine. Or it could be just like, you know, this is what it is. I mean, if you're going to tell me that, look, it's, it, there's going to be a lot of this, but they're going to continue to get better. And as time goes on, there's going to be more and more good and less and less bad. Um, and it's not even going to be until like 2025 until they hit their full stride. I'm fine with it. I don't care. I can be patient. I just don't know if that's the reality. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know. Nobody knows. And we're all going to pretend we know, just like we pretended we knew that they sucked when they were bad before. And then we pretended that they knew that they were really good when they were good. And now we're going to pretend that we know that it's not it and this team is not good. And we're going to keep playing this freaking dance. But the reality is we don't know. And next week, it's going to be something new. Is what I said. Every week, there's new information and we respond to it. So now, and this is why I didn't want this kind of a game, we sit here and we just go, I don't know what to think anymore. Could be a lot of different things. I don't know. But this makes me, very, you know, and then you question everything. You got to question the coaching staff. Like, is it a, is it a Matt LaFleur problem with the guys just don't show up? Or like, I, I just, I don't know what to think about this. And maybe the best approach is to just throw it out and say it's a bad day and we'll see what happens next week. And that probably is going to be because we're not going to get any answers. That probably is going to be the best overall take is we just got to, you know, and, and really, that's what I've said since like last week is we just got to get through the year. And then we look at all the games and then we kind of come to some kind of a conclusion, even though we'll probably be in a similar situation where it's like, I don't fully know, but we really need these last couple games, right? Because we didn't start to see them hit their stride until like the Chargers game. And then they peaked in Kansas City and then they bottomed out the very next week against the Giants. Because even if that wasn't their worst performance, and I don't think it was, considering it was the Giants, I'm going to say that was their worst performance. So now we need to see Tampa Bay. We got to see Carolina. I mean, you, you got to bludgeon at least one of these bad teams. And you got to show me that you can like win the tough because Minnesota is going to be tough. It just is. They've got a, a solid defense right now, right? Chicago is playing tough football. I mean, they just are. I'm not saying they're a good, none of these teams are good football teams. None of them are up to the level of like the Kansas City Chiefs, but they're definitely good enough to compete with a team that's just going to shoot itself in the foot over and over again. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't need to explain this to you. You know all this stuff. Why don't we take our first break? We'll come back and hear from Trevor in Virginia. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. 
That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, Ryan, Trevor, Virginia. Hey. Um, they haven't kicked it yet, but you know they're going to kick this game-winning field goal here in a minute. We're going to lose this damn game. Yeah. I, I don't understand the coverage on this final drive. There was plenty of time on the clock. They have two timeouts. And we're playing soft like they need a touchdown. Right. I mean, I, I've been laying off to a bear this year because I didn't get them largely good, but I just don't understand this final drive. Right. We just let them walk into field goal range. And yeah, I mean, you're right. It's 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 almost as if he doesn't realize how fast a team can get down the field and how little ground that they actually needed to get. They didn't need to get that many yards. And a minute and a half is a lot of time in the NFL in 2023. A minute and a half is enough time to basically score two times the way the, the, the offenses move these days. I mean, it's just, it, they move with lightning speed. There is no time to be conservative. You cannot just give up, especially with, what, two timeouts they had? It's, it's, it's an eternity. I, I don't know. We're going to lose the game because I, I just don't understand it. I mean... I get it. We had, we had so much luck in the field. If we were going to win, I was going to say we won this game because of luck. Yeah, um, right. And I'm not a big luck guy, but I mean, some of these plays, this has been a terrible game to watch on both sides. And But at this point, I was going to take a lucky win. Six weeks ago, I wouldn't know because I was like, where's that getting us? But we've seen. Well, right, because again, you can just assume that this was just a, a, a learning experience, right? Maybe they got a little little too cocky, a little too confident, whatever the case may be. You know, they don't understand the being the top dog and dealing with that level of whatever. And so, you know, you just you just say, let's just, just find a way to win and then we move on. But having lost this now, now you're in a lot of trouble because Minnesota is winning football games, you know? And it's like Detroit is losing, but they're not going to lose enough if you can't win out. So you're not going to get the division. You're not even going to beat Minnesota at this point. I mean, you know, like in the race to win more games and, and, and uh, I don't, I, yeah, I just... We needed to win the game is, is the bottom line. And again, you can't even get on the bandwagon of like lose for draft position because we screwed that up already. You know, I mean, it's and, and we're going to, you know, we're going to win games. I mean, we can get all doom and gloom and be like, oh, we're never going to beat anybody. It's like we said the exact same thing before we went out a three game winning streak. Like we're not even going to beat the Giants and the Bears at this point. And then we went on to dominate. Right. So we're, we're going to win football games. So the draft thing ain't going to be a thing. Packers are currently picking at 19. Even if they don't get into the playoffs, I mean, we're outside of the top 10. We're going to pick at maybe like 10 or something. I mean, at best, like if we lose all of our games and a bunch of these teams start winning like crazy, Chicago, Washington, Las Vegas, the Jets, the Giants, Tennessee, like they just they just keep on winning. Maybe we can get inside the top 10. And again, the difference between picking 11 and picking 7 but at the same time, we have to completely lose out to terrible teams and hate our team and think that Matt LaFleur should be fired and, J- and Jordan Love's not the guy. It ain't worth it. Win the rest of your games. Win the games. Just win the games. That's what matters. Win the freaking games. You can still draft a tackle or a guard or a freaking safety or whatever it is. We'll still get somebody, whatever. It's one thing if we don't have a quarterback and we have the possibility to get the number one pick. Okay, now we can have that conversation. But I'm not going to drop from pick 12 to pick 7 at the cost of our entire team sucks. So just just, just freaking win, please. Win. The team can be. Obviously, they're not playing up to it tonight. But I know what they can be. So I, I just want the win tonight. Right. And 
you know, if it's a little ugly, you know, it gives us a chance to get back, get in. Chance to be in the playoff picture a little better, but, you know, I mean, a loss here is not good. And it's about to happen, so. Um, go back, go. Again, it's not even really the odds. I mean, the odds are still solid in our favor of getting into the playoffs, but that assumes winning. And when you lose to the Giants, it's hard to assume that. You know what I mean? But, you know, whatever. We just got to just gotta do what we got to do, I guess. Yeah, we really didn't deserve that win at all. So, um, yeah. Um, from all the players to, I mean, Malik, he showed up. Um Tucker Kraft showed up. Carrington Valentine showed up, kinda. Um, but then a lot, like a lot of the fans too, they're just being negative about everything, and it's like, yeah, it's really easy to be negative about this, right? But it's just like, don't. It's just the fans just flip so easily. It's like, yes, this was a really annoying thing, and like it was really hard to watch this game because of how bad everything went. And like there were just mistakes left, right, center, out. Literally, the entire field was covered with Green Bay Packers mistakes. Um, and yeah, um, probably yeah. I don't know, but. We're we're still in the playoff hunt. Like we can still make the playoffs, and but I mean, don't talk about playoffs right now. We we gotta learn from this and grow and keep going. But if this team can come back and show what we saw the last few weeks after whatever this was, then we're good. But another thing I noticed is that when the Bears are good, the Packers kind of suck. But when the Packers are good, the Bears suck. I don't get it. Um, I really don't. Um, it makes no sense to me. Anyways, um, the better team won tonight. Props to the, props to the Giants. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, have a good night. Yeah, that is funny. There, there does seem to be a swing there um, because it's like one minute the Packers are significantly better than the Bears. Ha ha. The next minute it's like, oh, crap, we suck and the Bears are, are marching here. Then the Packers are good and the Bears are a joke. And now the Bears are playing like good football and just beat the Lions and we lost to uh the freaking uh, the Giants. Oh yeah, that's that's how she goes. And yeah, I mean the 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 swings have been the swings have been fun and um probably a little I don't know, a little little too heavy in all directions, which is why it's like we, you know, don't swing too far the other direction now because we can come out and hang 40 on Tampa and then we're all feeling great about everything. It's like, oh, I guess that was just one bad game. It's like, yeah, so we shouldn't have freaked out to begin with. And I, I think at this point, I don't know that anyone's going to overreact, or I shouldn't say anyone, but I feel like most people have overreacted so many times this year as it is. It's like, all right, I'm not going to do that again. But it is still an element of like, okay, so if we just did a summary, like say the season ended today, what would we? how would we feel about the team? We obviously feel significantly worse today than we did two days ago. Um, and I think that's perfectly rational. But I, I, I think the most positive way to view things at this point is to look at it and say, we saw the ceiling, right? And it's really, really awesome. Like, it's it's sky high. It is, this is a team that can compete for a Super Bowl. Everything I said about that was true. And that's still a reality. 
Now, it's possible that that was maybe a little bit of a fluke from the standpoint of like they're just too inconsistent to be able to actually compete, which is possible. But we've got an opportunity to see this team come back with a healthy and improved offensive line, a a more consistent and better version of Jordan Love, who's continuing to get better every single year. We've seen that. It's been a lot of years, but he's still growing, which is important. And the consistency grew, which I was concerned that it wouldn't, right? You can't be that inaccurate and then just suddenly flip on a dime. And then guess what? He did it. So I'm not going to count him out, right? We can see this team come back with an improved Jaden Reed with a, you know, again, Christian Watson coming back, which is important with a new running back that is better than A.J. Dillon. And I I like Dillon as the number two. That's fine. But we got to have a real, you know, like an Aaron Jones. We got to have a guy that can hit the hole and just fly. A big play guy. Like, let's go get that freaking guy to run behind our improved offensive line, especially on the interior. Let's get get some freaking man movers out there and let's get to work. Like, I don't care if we just draft offensive line. Like, let's just go do it. You know, we get Jair back. Healthy. We get Stokes back healthy. Again, Valentine, Valentine, great, whatever. They're not as good. You know, we, we've hardly had safeties that are healthy. And, you know, as much as I thought it was might be absurd to say that McDuffie should be the guy out there, I don't know, man. Maybe he should be the guy. He never seems to disappoint when he's out there. So maybe we see a little bit more McDuffie and, you know, Quay's been out. You know, there's just a massive amount of injury. I know there's always injuries, but there, this has been higher than usual. So you got a bunch of injuries. You've got a bunch of young guys who are just trying to figure it out. I understand that this is an unacceptable performance, but this is also something that is normal in the NFL. And it's possible that this very good football team that's very talented and has a massive amount of potential dropped one today, as many teams do, like Miami lost and Detroit is in a spiral, but that doesn't mean Detroit's not going to figure it out and become a really good team again next year or closing out this year or whatever. These things flip on a dime all the time. We flipped from a team that looked incompetent to a team that looked unstoppable to a team that looks incompetent again. And a lot of it is just mistakes, right? Jordan had some bad passes, and that scares the crap out of me. But we also saw a bunch of penalties. We saw Keyshawn Nixon muff a punt. I mean, sometimes like this freaking curse just hits you, and everything's going wrong. We know Keyshawn is not that bad. He very rarely does that. There were mistakes in this game that just don't happen very often, and it's just like they all just came out in this game. This team is better than this. I don't know why they didn't show up, but they're better than this. So, you know, this sucks. It's disappointing. It, it's, a, it's a swift kick between the legs, you know, for, for a fan base that was really kind of getting all hyped up and getting excited about what can be. It was, it was a reality check. It was a, you know, look, great, but it's not your time kind of a thing, right? You're not up there with the big boys. You are just another NFC North fraud like all, other, all the other three teams. All four teams in the NFC North at one point or another felt really good. And then at some point got punched right in the face. Some some teams multiple times over and over again. Like, oh, we're good. No, we're not. Oh, we're good. No, we're not. That's probably the Bears, right? It's every other week. The Lions were really good, and now they're just on a steep decline. The Vikings might be on an upswing a little bit as far as their, their height, but they know they suck. Right, they were real good and then just completely imploded. And then now their defense looks good and whatever. And then the Packers were riding high. They were going to be the best team in the North. And then they got humbled. Like we still might send three teams and be the biggest, most fraudulent <laughs> team in the or division in the entire NFL. There's four teams. We all suck. All four teams suck. Bottom line, like, and they're all four just trying to figure it out. Like Detroit's kind of there, but they're they're they haven't quite figured it out yet. And the Packers are young and trying to figure it out and. 
the Vikings, like they got the defense kind of going, but the offense is really slipping. And like the quarterback thing is kind of like, I don't know, we got to figure that out. And obviously we don't have a guy now, but we got Jefferson, like we'll get there. And the Bears are massively confused where it's like, dude, our, our, we kind of like our defense right now. And that's because of our coach. But we also kind of want the coaches all fired. And we like our quarterback, but also like he makes a lot of mistakes and we have an opportunity to draft an elite quarterback, but like we don't want to move on from field. So I don't really know what to do because I'm super confused. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't even know how to help you guys with that one. Just best of luck figuring that out. But it's just it's just kind of I, I guess I'm glad that all four teams suck because then it's just sort of like, you know what? We can all just laugh at each other. We're going to keep doing laughing at the enemy. They can keep laughing at us. We'll all just be freaking staring at each other laughing because <laughs> everybody everybody just sucks. Well, I mean, this is one of those growing pain games and the classic yeah. trap game. And the magic boy, DeVito, got his hometown victory. Yep. And it is what it is. Um, there's no way not to hold love accountable for some really you know, flashbacks to that bad part of the season for part of the game. Well, also some really good stuff. I gotta say, LaFleur, all the reverses, I love the idea of the motion and I love the idea of, I should say, but I love the idea of running different plays off of the same type of look. Uh, right. And again, I love I love that play. And it's like we we've been trying that all year and it didn't work. And then we stuck with it. And then it started working, especially with Jaden. Like we're getting a lot better at it. And that's awesome. And we ran it today or we ran it in that game and it worked. And that's awesome. And we ran it again and it worked. And that's awesome. And I I, I, I love the idea of if it's working, keep doing it until they can stop it. But then they stopped it. Right. And then we tried it again and they stopped it again. And it's like, all right. I think they got it. And then we did it again and they stopped it again. It's like, okay, we're good now. And then we ran it again on like a critical two pointer. And it's like, come on, especially when it's all condensed down there. Like, is that, that's the best you can do right now? I don't know, man. You know, I, I I understand you're, you're panicked because it's like, we don't have Watson and we don't have Jones and we don't have like what we need to get this done. And I really want to lean on Jaden Reed right now and just trust that, that we can get this done but I just felt like the defensive coordinators looking at it like, would they dare? Because I feel like they're going to do it. And then they did it, and it's like, oh, sweet, freaking okay. Um, it just seemed like they kept going back to that Jaden Reed reverse, and I know they did it a couple different ways, but nonetheless, it ended up with the same deal, Jaden Reed losing yards. I mean, it worked a couple times, and I'm not just trying to do the thing where complaining when it doesn't work. It just seemed like they went to it way too many times tonight. Um, and didn't do any other variations off of it. And especially when, even especially, even after all that, we did it again for the two-point conversion, the all-important two-point conversion, which would have sent, you know, effectively sent this game into overtime if we had gotten it. So just thought that would have been a great time to fake it and do something else, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's a good point because it's like they're kind of expecting it. You've been running that all day. Like, this is the moment. Right. This is that moment where it's like they're going to see it and they're going to react. Boom. Here it is. We've seen this 10 times today. They're running it again and you fake it or you double reverse or something. Right. Like th- this is the moment where you you run that play to counter that play. And it said you just ran it again. Isn't that like the whole point of the offense is like we do the same thing that looks, you know, they all look the same, but the results are different. This is like they all look the same because it's the same play. Run a variant off of that. 
And again, the, I, I, all I can think is maybe they just refused to bite on it, so we just kept calling it, because it's like, if you're not going to react, then we're just going to keep doing it. But then we just weren't blocking. I, I don't know. I don't know what it would be, what would cause you to just keep hammering that after it clearly stopped working. Like, again, it worked, and then it worked. It worked probably, what, the first two or three times, which is awesome, and I'm excited about it. And then it stopped working, and it just didn't work all, and you kept doing it. I, I just, I don't get it. Uh, anyway, and we did try like the flea flicker thing, although I don't think that was, yeah, that was like AJ Dillon to read to, to, uh, to Jordan, which does like, that's, that's like three variants when we haven't even gotten off the first one. Like I, I could see in that situation where it's like Jaden Reed goes on the sweep and then you reverse it the other way kind of thing because they're going to bite on Jaden Reed. But it's like, I don't know, man, it just, it didn't feel super cohesive. You know, it just, it's not like step one, then step two, then step three. It was like step one, step one, step one, step one, step one, step one, step eight, step one. Like, okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, maybe this is what they needed. Maybe that's what they needed to refocus themselves. Uh, maybe they're reading too many, too many of their own clippings and such. Yeah. So, um, hey, let's run the table at this point. Why not? Yeah. Go back out. Exactly. That's all. I mean, that's that's it. That's that's all there is. It's like, this sucked. And maybe they needed this. Maybe they needed to realize, like, you, you ain't that hot, man. It's like, you can't take your foot off the gas. You can't just coast. You can't start believing that you're all that, and you're just going to go out and, and tear everybody up. Like, it's going to take that same amount of work that you put in against the Chiefs. Like, when you were not getting any sleep. Because it's like, we have to beat this team. Like, Jordan's got the game circled. And then it's like, what, you, we're going to sleep in because it's the Giants? You can't. You put in those hours every single week. I don't care who the opponent is. you got to keep your foot on the gas. And then you know what? When the season's done, you got the entire offseason to freaking chill. Right? Maybe, I mean, you still got to work out. And, and it's cool if you can get the guys together and work out, like, for a week or whatever. But, for the like, do it out on a beach somewhere. Like, I don't care. You can relax in the off season. Now is the time to freaking grind, dude. <sighs> All right, let's take our final break, and we'll hear from Chris from Alabama. Chris from Alabama. What's up? Wow. I hate taking this call. The last time he called, it was it was all optimism. Like, we're coming back, and we just need the defense. Like, you could hear in his voice, like, he knew we were going to win the game, and it's just... I just I feel bad like I'm going back in time just hearing the worst moment of his life. <laughs> Minute 33, man. The defense couldn't even hold up. Wow, bro. Wow, we just let that slip away from us. I mean, seriously, how long did it take? A minute 33, how much time did they actually need to get down there? Because they burned a ton of time just running the ball. Was it like 25 seconds maybe? It's absurd. Man. So many missed opportunities tonight. Yep. So many points left on the board. I know we left at least nine points on the board. Might have been 16, but I don't want to say I know three field goals, nine, one missed field goal, a farmer in the red zone, no missed fourth down conversion. Man, this is one we this is one we really should have had and we let it slip away. We got a prime opportunity to make a playoff run, man, and we squandered it, man. This was supposed to be an easy, <laughs> easy victory. 
Well, and it, it, it should have been because you can tell why it's the Giants. Like, we shot ourselves in the foot all three phases for, for three and a half freaking quarters. And we still almost won the game. Like, that, that's, that's why they're the Giants. That's why this is a game that you should win. Because you can mess up almost the entire game and still find a way to win this game. But just, just couldn't stop making mistakes. Like, when the offense finally woke up, the defense is like, sorry, we're out of gas. Like, we're done. We just don't want, we, we, we don't want to do anymore. Like, oh, great. Well, thanks for your, giving us the first half, you freaking morons. Man, I just don't know, man. Dang, man, I hate losing like that to this team, man. We were supposed to win this game tonight, man. Man, it's a tough loss, man. Yeah, that hurt a lot. Man, shaky game, greedy game, man. These are the type of game we got to pull out, though. Every game ain't going to be pretty. We have to pull these type of games out. But, yeah. I mean, we still right there in a, in a rat race with everybody else, but... Man, this was one that we needed to have, man. We really should have had, I should say. We let this slip away, man. Go pack, go, man. Dang, man. This, 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 this one, this one right here, man. Ah! That's about it. That's painful. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, honestly, it's like we could have the exact same record, but if we had lost to the Chiefs and beat the Giants, we'd all be feeling fine. It's just because it's the freaking Giants, you know? It's like, come on, man. I I don't know. Whatever. Uh, one other thing. Tommy DeVito being in a football game is officially worse than Taylor Swift being yeah, in a football game. I think so, too. I mean, every second they had where there was a lull in the game, that's all they talked about. Came back from a break, they're playing damn stupid music and talking about him. I just, it was worse than Taylor Swift being in the game, honestly. It's like hearing about it. Go back, go. Yeah, and it was like, they, I mean, they showed Tommy DeVito's dad in that whatever his name is next to him. I have no idea who that guy was all dressed up and whatnot. They showed those guys kissing each other all day long uh, more than they showed Taylor Swift. We saw Taylor Swift like two times in that game, like the entire game. I saw those three guys kissing each other, what, like 17 different times? Doing that stupid, whatchamacallit, hand gesture? Jeez. Here's the... Uh, the wanted criminal himself, Jersey Mike. Hey, right, it's Jersey Mike here from Bad Life. Uh, I got two things to say. Matt Lafleur, Joe Barry. Sorry, I, I, I hope you get your beat button out for that. But, dude, are you kidding me? How many times do we have to have Patrick Taylor in at the end of the game and A.J. Dillon standing on the sidelines? And his defense, this is disgusting. This is atrocious. I'm sick of it. The Giants are not that good, and we just made them look like, like, like they're a team. Oh, my God. Anyway, on to the next one. Go Pack Go. Go Barry. And I, wanna, I don't want to hear a Jersey Mike because this is your fault. But um, And I will say, as far as the Patrick Taylor thing, I don't know exactly what happened that you're referring to. Maybe he missed a block or something. But, again, I thought he was better than A.J. Dillon. Like, every time he came in, he's ripping off, like, an eight-yard run. It's like Dillon comes in, he gets his obligatory two yards. Like, just, I guess just keep Taylor out there. I don't know what to say at this point. But, I mean, in all seriousness, Jersey Mike, I, I do feel bad that, like, the Packers usually always win their football games, and you've never seen that. I mean, that's freaking rough. And then you go back out to your hometown hoping to just, like, dunk on all your uh, your Jersey friends, and they're out there just surrounding you, just rubbing it in your face, whether, you know directly or indirectly i mean that's rough plus you traveled all the way out there you know i'm i'm half messing with you jersey mike although i am 
somewhat serious about maybe consider never going to a football game again, especially like a playoff game or something. Like if, if we go, I don't know how you're doing financially. Um, if you're set up cool, but like if we end up going to the Super Bowl and I find out you bought a ticket, I'm going to freaking lose my mind. I will buy your ticket from you. I will borrow from my retirement to buy that ticket from you. And I won't even go to the game. I'll light it on fire. We're going to have to do some kind of a ritual to undo the the whatever damage you've already done just by buying the ticket. But uh, yeah, it's, that's a freaking miserable experience to drive all the way from Texas to New Jersey just to watch what was one of the most disgusting games ever. It's freaking pathetic. Hey, uh, caller number five here. Howdy. Forget what I said the last time. We're not winning the division now. Um, forgive forgot. me for thinking we could beat this horrendous football team that we just uh, lost to. Um, yeah, it's just the all-around worst possible outcome because Jordan Love looked awful. Right. Uh, the offense looked lost. Honestly, if Jordan Love came out and tore it up and everybody else failed, I would be perfectly fine. I, couldn't, I would not even care. Like every if 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 he was just on the money, and the defense sucked, and all of his passes were dropped, and Matt Lafleur is out there just like humping the ground, not even calling plays. Like I I don't care because we got Jordan. Jordan looking like that ruins freaking everything. Lost, and then of course a minute, and we we were gifted a fumble. We were gifted a fumble and a return, yep. and we got a touchdown out of it. Then they call a stupid end-around play that hadn't been working since the first quarter to try and get a two-point conversion. When you have a 250-pound back, I just don't get it, man. If you're going to run it there, run it with Dylan. And then- well, and, that, and honestly, that's another point, too, as far as Dylan. Because like, he, he's not very good, aside from you know the fact that he's a little bit more of a hammer. And they don't even want to use him for that. Like every time we got these short yardage opportunities, it's like they don't have faith in them. How how many times have we had these exact same phone calls where it's like you've got AJ Dillon, use AJ Dillon, and they're like, mm, I don't think so. And honestly, I get it because he's not that good of a hammer. So it's like if, if he can't be a good like running back that's just going to break a run, he's way too slow to and through the hole, and he's not a hammer. What is he doing out there? Is he just like a tight end? Should should we try? Like he's just he catches passes and then he's like real tough up against like corners and stuff. Like I get it, and he's pretty good at that. Like he's great out in space, which is super counterintuitive for what AJ Dillon is. But it's like that's that's his best usage right now is as a receiver out in space. He's useless anywhere else. I don't want him anywhere inside the tackle box. We have to add to the running back room. We just we have to do it, and we've got to get better as an offensive line. And, or Taylor, who was running fine today. Right. And then you have a minute and 33 seconds against Tommy. I'm going to curse, so get your bleep ready. Okay. Tommy DeVito. I'm calling that. And game. you let him lay, lay up his way through to the 50. And then Nixon, by the way, who is awful. I'm sick of seeing that guy on defense. He's not good. I don't care about the interception last week. He's not good. He doesn't tackle either, by the way. He only throws his shoulder at people. But anyway, like quarterbacks that are sliding. we give up and, he, and then he gets toasted. Like, how is, is there anyone still defending Joe Barry? I don't understand it. God, he's so awful, man. This defense just constantly underperforms for what we've invested in it. Constantly, man. You see these other teams with lesser talent, uh, allegedly, 
uh, with with lesser investment in the defense, and they're playing so much better. Like I just, I hate this. I hate this guy, man. I hate him so much. Get off the team. I'm sick of people defending him. Sorry, I'm sick of people defending him, man. All right, I'm, I'm done. Well, I think the Minnesota Vikings are a fantastic case study because the defense wasn't good, and then they went out and brought in a new guy. And the defense has massively improved. And I, I was a skeptic that he was going to actually fix things. Although, you know, again, he, he wasn't a good head coach, but he got the head coaching job because of his ability as a defensive coordinator, right? So there was a lot of optimism about what he could do. And the defense is playing like a top five defense. Tell me who on that defense is elite. Who do they have? I'm not saying they have just bad players, because that's not true. They've got good players. But like of all the best players, how many of them are Vikings? Should we do a little experiment? Let's do a little experiment here. Let's find out. Let's look at interior defensive linemen first. How many defensive tackles are uh, at the top that are Minnesota? Let's see. We got the Giants, the Jets, the Rams, the Lions, the Cowboys, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Eagles, the Bengals. I'm just going in order from the players, right? Eric Armstead, San Francisco, uh, Hurst, Cleveland, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Indy, Pittsburgh, L.A., Pittsburgh, New England, Miami, Baltimore, Baltimore, New Orleans, Denver, Indy, Cleveland. Still haven't hit uh, uh, anybody from Minnesota yet. Seattle, Arizona, Atlanta, Philly, Philly, Tennessee, Green Bay, Seattle, Green Bay, Baltimore, Las Vegas, L.A., Buffalo, Cincinnati. I don't know where. Oh, here we go. 46th is Harrison Phillips. Okay. So you got to get all the way down to 46th before you find the best interior guy. Okay. Well, that's just interior, though. There's a lot of other positions. Let's keep going. Edge rushers. We know they got elite edge rushers, right? Obviously. All right. Are they at the top? Let's see. Nope. San Francisco, Cleveland, then Dallas, then Las Vegas, then Pittsburgh, then the Chargers, then Miami, Dallas, then Detroit, then Jacksonville, then Pittsburgh, then Miami, then Buffalo, then Buffalo, then Indy, then Green Bay, then Cincinnati, then Houston, then Miami, then the Chargers, then Philadelphia, then Minnesota. 22nd is Daniil Hunter. He ranks 22nd, and that's just their top guy. So barely in the number one category of the top 32, like bottom end of that spectrum. Okay. Well, there's still other positions, right? So they don't have a good front. Fine. Uh, Let's see. Linebackers, San Francisco, Buffalo, New Orleans, New England, Houston, Baltimore, Dallas. Uh, The Jets, the Giants, the Jets, New England, Jacksonville, Minnesota. There you go. Ivan Pace, 13th. So top five defense. How many guys do they have in the top five? Is it roughly zero? How many are in the top 10? Zero-ish? Okay. Uh, what about corners? They just have these elite lockdown corners? Let's find out. Uh, Chicago, Dallas, New Orleans, Buffalo, uh, the Jets, New Orleans, Seattle, Kansas City, Jets, New England, Minnesota. There you go. Uh, Mackay Blackman uh, ranks 11th, and it looks like that's it for the top 50. For the uh, Let's see, the next best is... Byron Murphy, who ranks 105th. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. It's uh, Caleb Evans, who ranks 66th. And then uh, Byron Murphy is 105th. So that's their corners. And then last but not least is safety. You know they're going to have elite safeties because it's Minnesota, and they always do. And this is their best group. Um, They rank, let's see, 6th and 16th are their top two Minnesota Vikings. Still, 6th and 16th. They don't have a single top five player. They have, what, one top ten player, and it's Cam Bynum? There's only 32 teams. Having one top ten player is not even impressive. You would assume one in three positions on average 
would have a top 10 thing or whatever. So you should have about two just if you're an average defense. They have one. So how is it Minnesota is playing so well? They had not very good players, not playing very well, changed defensive coordinators, and now they're not very good players are playing well, and the defense is doing a good job. That's just one example. That's just just one little case study there. I mean, there's there's two components. There's the players, and then there's the scheme slash play calling. And it's more play calling than scheme. You can make pretty much any scheme work. That's why bringing in Joe Barry isn't necessarily a fix-all just because he runs a particular scheme. You have to run it. Same with Matt LaFleur and everybody else. Like You can take anybody you want from Green Bay, from San Francisco, from wherever, from Miami, and they can explain how the system works, but it's how you apply it. Right? It's understanding what to call when and how and, and putting guys in position, you know, and, and, and adapting a scheme to your specific players and everything. Like there, there's a whole art form to this that goes beyond just like, can you, can you f- pass the test? Like Joe Barry could probably pass a test with flying colors on how the scheme works. He knows it inside out, upside down, but it's a completely different thing to apply it. So I don't know, man. I, uh, I still am of the opinion that he is not going to end up getting fired, but who knows? Um, I do feel like Matt LaFleur is starting to get very frustrated. It's just a question of where that frustration is pointed. And it's very possible that he looks at this and he's just frustrated with his guys. I know that was the case yesterday, at least as far as the offense, obviously. I mean, he's watching these passes sail over guys' heads and he looks like he's ready to explode. Um, I know there were some comments made as far as the press conference. I've only heard little snippets here and there. I, I don't get the full context, so I'm not entirely sure. Some people are painting them one way. Some people are painting them kind of another way. But um, that'll obviously tell us a lot. I know, um, you know, like when we were all kind of frustrated with Rodgers, Matt LaFleur seemed to definitely deflect to a different direction. With Joe Barry, it's always been deflected to, um, you know, the the players and whatnot. So if that's still the the stance and, um, you know, I guess if Gutekunst or Mark Murphy are upset enough, they they might want to intervene. But I I just I don't think that they would overstep to that degree, especially for what we're seeing. It's one thing to have like the special teams collapse where it's not only the worst that year, it's like the worst in a decade. It's another to just look at it and go, yeah, it's not quite good enough. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to leave it here. There is not going to be a podcast tomorrow. It was not my intention, but, um, it is very late at night and I am just finishing this right now. Uh, in fact, it's going to be a couple minutes late, probably getting this uploaded to you here at 10 o'clock. So I got to go so I could try to get it up at 10, if at all possible. You guys have a good day. I do apologize for the lack of podcast, but again, I'd have to be up until probably after midnight to get you a uh, tomorrow morning's podcast, and I cannot do that. So have a good rest of your day. Talk to you tonight, tomorrow, whatever. Have a good one. Bye.